0: morning good afternoon whatever it is for you i hope you're having a fantastic day my name is zach schaumler this is strong opinion sports episode 440 uh my voice is not at 100 so if you hear me i'm a little bit uh probably deeper more monotone i don't know i probably sound stuffed up i am i my throat is messed up i don't know I do know why, actually. Let's start with that. It's kind of fun. This is, a, this is a special episode about the docuseries Tom Brady's Man in the Arena, all about episode eight Nobody's Business. Let's make something that's not your business your business. It's kind of fun. Uh, one of the ways Tom Brady's really inspired me in the last year, maybe, has been his diet. And, um, you know, I, I had throat problems all through 2021. Couldn't figure out what was going on. Like, why, why does my throat hurt? Why am I having a hard time talking? And one of the changes I made was I cut out gluten. And in fact, in the last three weeks, I've been eating only, uh, you know, vegetables, fruit, raw for the most part, and, and eggs. I boil eggs and eat that. And it's been very minimal. It's been, frankly, really easy to cook that stuff because you don't cook carrots. You just put them in a bowl and eat them like a little rabbit. And uh, I've been feeling way better. My stomach's been feeling better, and my throat's been feeling way better. And I, the way I got there was I looked up, hey, what do what do singers do? People that use their mouth a lot because I talk all the time. Uh, and one of the things that people like Adele or, you know, big, you know, J- Justin Timberlake, whatever. I'm trying to think of, like, big singers, Justin Bieber, whatever. One thing that a lot of singers do that people like, – yeah, probably Justin Bieber is a bad example. People like Adele, though, that really use their throat a lot for their craft, for singing, P- Taylor Swift, people like that they cut out gluten from their diet because it's really hard on your throat. Uh, And I got the idea to change my diet to make my job easier from Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady is the first example. Everything I do revolves around football, and I watch football a ton. And Tom Brady has been a huge example in my life of things you can do to make your career last longer and be better. And Tom cut out fun food to make his career last longer, and it's – pretty much working, Um, and and this week my dad was in town. I'm actually wearing a shirt my dad got me. It says, write, shoot, edit, repeat. I love it. Uh, Well done. I love my dad. It was so good to see him this week. Oh, my gosh. Um, But we ate like garbage, right? And what I mean by that was we ate really good BLTs, and oh, my gosh, I had a a lava flow a couple times, which is a pina colada with strawberry in it, like, mm, mmm, mm, mm. If you're 21... Man, have a lava flow. It's basically a smoothie with alcohol, and it tastes really good. Uh, I had a hot dog with a uh, – what do you call it? A, a taro um, bun, which looks purple, and it's, like, super good, and had, like, honey mustard, and oh, my gosh, just good food galore this week on the island here. Uh, but I am paying for it now. <laughs> and I was reminded when I woke up really yesterday – why i i don't drink why i don't eat gluten because i i drank you know probably like not that much like six drinks maybe in the course of five days but that's for me like i'm probably the most i've drank all year and it for a couple of years that with the highly food, gl- glutinous food glutinous gluten and glutinous food uh yeah my throat's rough and uh it was kind of good you know watching this episode recentering like yeah i need to be more like tom brady again and make sure I'm taking care of my body. And, you know, hey, to, to have a job you like, you got to make some, certain sacrifices. And one of them is like, I, you know, if that means laying off the BLTs a little bit and sticking with the carrots and celery and boiled eggs like that, that's worth it to me. Because, dude, I'm I having a hard time talking today. Uh, now, Man of the episode eight, episode eight <clears throat> was all about Tom Brady losing in the Super Bowl to Philadelphia, the Eagles, and Nick Foles. And, uh, you know, we talked about how the episode even started with him giving a quote about how these are lessons you can learn from big losses, and it's not a loss. It's a lesson, and the episode revolved around uh, Alex Guerrero, his trainer, and the other guest was Rob Gronkowski, his tight end, and it's really interesting to hear Alex Guerrero talk, and it was cool to see him on this episode because he is a guy – who got called a snake oil salesman, a crazy trainer. Um, This episode surrounds a controversy where at one point Alex Guerrero's sideline privileges got revoked by, we assume, Bill Belichick. Um, And actually, you know, so Tom Brady kept repeating over and over again that it's nobody's business. I don't like talking about this stuff, and why does everybody feel the need to hear about it? And I'm going to speculate here, but I know Tom Brady wouldn't like that because Tom Brady talks about how, like, Dude, it sucks to like live your life and do your job and have people speculate all the time and create all these kind of narratives about you when they don't really know. I don't know. I don't know Tom Brady. I've never met Tom Brady. I know I follow him closely, but I that's not enough. Uh, and I really thought about, frankly, Aaron Rodgers watching this episode. Aaron gets such a bad rap, and I, I, I have to wonder: is it because people like believing certain stories about people, or is it because it's actually true? Is Aaron Rodgers really a bad guy? Or is it because it's a spicy narrative that Aaron's a bad leader and a mean dude? And we we don't – no one really knows the real Aaron Rodgers. He comes across as arrogant sometimes. He comes across that way. But I've really eased off the gas pedal on my criticism of Aaron Rodgers because I'm like, we don't really know the guy. And on the field, Aaron is amazing. And Tom Brady talked about that in this episode, which is that during – especially this year when Alex Guerrero's contract, you know, his sideline privileges got taken away and um there's all this stuff going on all the all kinds of conversations about Tom and Bill and Jimmy Garoppolo got traded away from the Patriots and you know Bill doesn't want Tom and they don't like each other all this this media firestorm and what Tom hated was that none of it was talking about how Tom is playing it was talking about trauma. It was talking about stuff that frankly to him didn't have anything to do with how he was playing on the field. Like he, you know, how can you write a story about your relationship with Jimmy Garoppolo when the only person in that relationship is Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady? Now, I I have no problem talking about that stuff, speculating that's uh, my job and that's fun. And if you're gonna be Tom Brady, you're gonna make millions of dollars, you're gonna be in the public eye. What comes along with that is scrutiny and conversations and like that if you're gonna be a quarterback in the NFL, you're gonna get talked about. You're gonna have people speculate about you. I have I'm never gonna feel bad about that. But it is worth acknowledging that, you know <laughs> I saw was it Jeff Passan uh who talked about baseball players and how like who is he to judge how they are and how I don't much do we really know about what kind of person they are. Um and I know there are some football players who have a good public image that are, are like terrible people and then vice versa. And so Uh, It's interesting, And, and I just wanted to talk about Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady's trainer, because, again, this guy got framed by the media as a snake oil salesman, a crazy dude. What is Tom Brady doing? Why is Tom Brady taking this voodoo weird crap and putting it in his life and then encouraging other people to do it? And, you know, Willie McGinnis actually helped connect Tom Brady to Alex Guerrero, and I think the most vindicating thing for a guy like Alex Guerrero, a trainer who, um, you know, has been called all kinds of stuff, got a lot of hate over the years, is that Tom Brady's still playing at 45. <laughs> and he's dominating football right now. He's literally leads the league in passing yards at this moment, as I talk. One game left in the year. And who was right? The media criticizing Alex Guerrero or Tom Brady and his method. And I, I really – a lot of people – I feel this way too sometimes. People – I just got out of an engagement and I've got some plans for my life. And everybody tells you what you need to do. I feel like everyone's like, Zach, you should do this. You should do that. You should. And I'm like, no, no. I'm going to do what's best for me because I, I promise you I, I know myself better than, than you do. And I – uh, yeah, 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 no problem saying that. It's uh, And I think Tom Brady knew himself better than anyone else could. And while everyone was criticizing him for working with Alex Guerrero, Tom Brady is quietly putting, putting together a really legendary career and playing longer and longer and longer. And now, nobody can doubt that the Alex Guerrero weird TB12 method worked very, very well. And I, I really thought it was cool. Alex Guerrero gave a quote. He said that there's all these comments about Tom Brady falling off a cliff and you know, saying, Tom Brady's become superhuman. It's amazing what Tom Brady's done. It's unbelievable. And Alex Guerrero says, no, it's not. It makes sense. Tom Brady works really hard to take care of his body. He's not superhuman. He's got great work ethic. And that's how we kind of introduce Rob Gronkowski in this episode because Gronk and Brady not only built up a ton of chemistry, quarterback, you know, tight end receiver, um, uh, and the relationship and the way they work together and the way they know where each other is gonna be. And, you know, Tom's like, I know exactly where Rob's gonna be, I'm gonna throw him the ball. They, they have great chemistry throwing the football. But also, Gronk works with Alex Guerrero and has worked with him. And Gronk will credit Alex as part of what's extended his career too. And when it comes to, Alex Guerrero getting his sideline privileges taken away by we we would imagine what we the little we know it sounds like Bill Belichick said hey you can't be on the sideline anymore at the end of Tom Brady's stint in New England. I've never thought it was actually that controversial of a thing. Um, Now, to me, I would say Tom, do whatever you want. You're Tom Brady. You're a legend. You have a rock star status. And if people don't like that, then I'll say, hey, the rules are different for Tom Brady. That's fine. But Bill Belichick doesn't rock that way. Nobody's bigger than the team for Bill Belichick. And the minute I think he realized Tom was getting a little bit of a special treatment, which in my mind, Tom Brady had earned, by the way. But then it becomes a a question of how do you justify to the other players? Maybe other players want their trainers there. And it's a slippery slope. And you allow one guy to make that concession. How much do you allow other guys to do it? And. You know, if they can argue, well, to make my career better, why can't Tom? I want to. I want to be like Tom. I want. It's when you allow one guy to break the rules or bend the rules, it's it's a slippery slope. And I would imagine Bill Belichick just got uncomfortable and said, "Hey, you got to get your trainer guy somewhere else because we can't have we have fifty three players on this team, we can't have fifty three personal trainers on the sideline as well." Um, And it could have been that simple. And, And Tom Brady said it multiple times. You know, he he was very vague. He was very intentionally not saying details but he did say like you don't know what happened behind the scenes you don't know what kind of conversations were had and it's very possible bill belichick had that kind of a conversation where he said look tom i nothing against you i i can't have your trainer here i can't change the rules for you and that makes sense bill's philosophy is nobody's bigger than the team it's it makes a lot of sense to me But there's two sides of that coin, and where Bill Belichick's probably happier with a rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, who does whatever he says. Um, If I'm Tom Brady, I'm like, dude, I I really want the rules to be different for me because I am trying my hardest to extend my career, and I want to put myself first. And I, I, I think that was maybe the beginning. One of the early signs of a potential divorce between Brady and Belichick, and I don't think either person was wrong. And I do think we're going to hear more about that, that divorce, that breakup between Belichick and Brady in the future episode, especially episode 10 is what I'm like. That, that's the story of him going to Tampa and winning a Super Bowl. I cannot wait to hear that. I want that so badly. And this episode ended with kind of a teaser trailer foreshadowing of, of Tom saying, like, look, if things were going to continue the way they were going, I knew it wasn't going to work for me. If work was going to be so, you know, I, I have to enjoy going to work every day. But I don't think again Bill or Brady were wrong. I think they have different philosophies, and and I'm, I think Tom's philosophy has evolved and changed. Right? He's like, look, I, I've earned the right to be bigger than the team a little bit and get away with stuff other people can't get away with. And if they don't like it, I'm Tom Brady. I say, I'll, I'll say, hey, I'm I'm Tom Brady. I get to do that. The rules are different for me than than a rookie coming into the league. And that's not wrong. So I just you know I've always thought that about the Alex Guerrero, you know. He's not allowed on the sideline conversation anymore is that I don't think either person was wrong, and I definitely don't think it was as dramatic as they made it seem. But I think what it did was it made Tom Brady's life harder, harder to access the guy who helps him work. And Alex Guerrero is a trainer for for Brady, right? Like, sure. But he's more than a trainer. He helps him with his mindset, uh, stuff like a mental, emotional – how you feeling today, Tom? Like that kind of stuff. And he's, he's Tom Brady's number one ally, someone in his corner who has his back and gives him massages. I mean, that's like, they're, they're buddies, man. And if you're Tom Brady, and I would imagine Tom has felt the weight of a lot of criticism throughout his entire career. And he's trying to do stuff that no one has ever done before. Play till he's like 50 years old. That's unbelievable. I would imagine he's really, really happy to have someone in his corner who fights for him. And uh, I, I felt like I learned a lot and it really got all that going for me about the relationship between Tom Brady and Alex Guerrero. And one thing that Guerrero talked about, he said that part of the key to Tom Brady's joy on game day is the ability to find joy all week leading up to a game. I find so many parallels between my career and Brady's, not because I'm the best ever to do it, nothing like that. But I just, hey, I I apply the lessons I learned playing quarterback to what I do now as a broadcaster. And I think sports, especially football, provide us with so many opportunities to learn lessons and grow and learn life lessons we can use outside of football. And for me, I remember football is weird because you practice like five or six times more than you play. You play a game one day a week, you practice five, six times a week. Like that doesn't happen in literally any other sport. So you have to enjoy practice. You have to enjoy the lead up to a game. And for me now, my game is my recording and my practice is the preparation, the study, the writing, the building notes, the thinking about what I'm going to say, the setting up the lights, editing, like all the stuff outside of, the game day, right? It's making the show happen. And if I didn't enjoy that process, I don't think I could do this job because I only record for, like, maximum five, maybe six hours a week on, like, a really good high-functioning week. But every episode you see me talk for, like, an hour is probably ten hours behind the scenes, five, ten, I don't know. Five, probably, definitely So definitely more because it's, you know – Probably five hours to write, usually in prep, and then three hours to record, plus another couple to do breakouts, and plus the waiting time with stuff upload So like it's, you could argue like every episode's roughly like twelve hours probably to put out between start to finish, and that's that's a that's a long day. And usually it's ten hours, a little bit of sleep, and then I do like two more hours of work and wake up, then take a little break, and then the next day flush it and move on. So. um It's a lot. And you have to enjoy the stuff outside of what you're doing. And that was a common theme here. This was kind of a bleak and somber episode of Man in the Arena because it's Tom Brady talking about how he wasn't always happy at work. And it's Rob Gronkowski talking about how he wasn't always happy doing what he loves. And, you know, Gronk got hold a ton that year they lost to Philly in the Super Bowl. And there's a play where it all boiled over against Buffalo where, uh, he was being held the whole way holding his Jersey. He's trying to run his route. He's not being allowed to And Tredavious white picks off the ball. And Gronk is like pissed because he's like, dude, I got held the entire way. And Gronk let his anger boil over and took a cheap shot at Tredavious white, put him in concussion protocol. Uh, and instantly, like it did look like he even like, as he's going to do it, as he's falling to the ground, he like lets off and tries to minimize the impact. Uh and he apologized immediately, but what happened was Rob Gronkowski got a one game suspension. A- and Gronk, it's interesting to hear him talk about that reflectively because <laughs> he said it helped him. Like he needed that break. He needed to get away from football a little bit. He needed to rest, recover, let his body heal. Getting he was getting banged up all year all game, you know, all year that season and um I really it told me, hey, it's it's valuable to take a little bit of rest occasionally and make sure that you're on the right track. And uh, I don't know. I, this was a very weird episode. It wasn't really like rah, rah, like Tom Brady doing this amazing. It was him like telling a story about him having like a bad time playing football. And mind you, he's talking about how that year against Philadelphia, Brady was starting to feel unhappy with what was going on. He won another Super Bowl after that. He beat the Rams down the stretch after that. So Brady was feeling rough for a long time, and I wonder if we're going to hear him talk about Did he recapture that joy during the Rams' Super Bowl year, or was it still like – like did, did it I, – I would actually imagine Brady spent an extra year than he probably needed to or wanted to in New England because that final year in New England, they weren't very good. They weren't capable of very much. The team was bad around him, uh, and it felt like they were almost – kind of forcing him out. They're like, we're not going to support you, and once you leave. Think about this. Tom Brady, his final year in New England, had, like, no receivers. I I actually watched him play a game in Cincinnati. There wasn't – Nikhil Harry didn't work like they tried, but didn't – his best receiver was an undrafted free agent, Jacoby Myers, right? And then you look at what the Patriots did to support their young rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, and you're like, wow, they really – Uh, Did everything they could to get free agents and make trades and build a good team around Mac. And Brady didn't really get that in his final year in New England. And I wonder how long Brady was unhappy before he left. Now, in this episode, they also tell the story of the AFC championship game between the Jaguars and the Patriots. And leading up to the game in practice on a handoff where he— you know, the running back went the wrong way. They ran into each other. It cut Tom Brady's hand open. And I saw the picture of Tom Brady's right, his throwing hand on his right hand, his thumb got ripped open, like a big cut, gashing blood, bleeding everywhere. And I saw a picture. That's a big deal. I remember I cut my hand one time on my, um, my pointer finger, the, the first one, then one right next to your thumb. And when I throw a football, the ball really comes off my middle finger way more than my, my pointer finger. But I had such a hard time throwing a football with my pointer finger cut, let alone my thumb, the thing I gripped the football with. And I i don't want to over-dramatize this, but I don't think you need to to say, like, it's pretty amazing he played that football game. Like, he got stitches, and within, like, five days was playing a game with that same hand that got gashed and cut open really bad. And I think it's easy to look back and go, well, he played and they won, so clearly his hand was fine, but... um. I think really the story is that it's amazing. Like his hand wasn't fine. <laughs> and it, as a former quarterback, like, dude, trying to throw a football with a cut on your hand, your throwing hand nonetheless, is like, oh, it's almost impossible. So it's and I can't even imagine that helpless feeling of like, oh my gosh, I really I I'm I'm screwed. I cut my hand. And I uh I cut my my hand earlier this year on my so I I write all the time. I, I literally write with pieces of paper and I write Pen and paper, and I put I'm left handed when I write. Actually, I'm very weird. I don't know why I throw right handed, I do everything right handed, but I, I'd write it with pen with my left hand. And i cut my left hand with a knife, cleaning it once. Uh, and I was bleeding everywhere. And if you like listen to old episodes, you remember I, I had like a big, like, silly little cast thing on there, so I didn't bend it. And I chose not to get stitches, but I, I learned how to write like without my pointer finger. It's very weird. And I remember that helpless feeling of like standing over the sink, blood everywhere going oh no, <laughs> how, how am I going to do my job? Do I have to learn how to type notes? Because I'm not going to be able to write at all. And I, I found a way to write, thank goodness. But I can't imagine the feeling Tom Brady had when he cut his hand and goes, oh no, we're in the playoffs. We're about to play in the AFC title game. Is my season over? <laughs> like, I, I really bet he just went full panic mode because I would have. I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to recover from this. This is terrible. And uh, I bet that was a horrifying moment. Now, he did play well. He did win. Uh, they found a way to make it work. But I just – I really hope people understand how – try to do – I'm trying to I, – I guess just imagine, like, try to cut your hand, your throwing hand, and then throw a football with that. And the friction it takes to spin a football, especially your thumb, like these three fingers, your pointer finger, your middle finger, and your thumb are the most active when you throw a football. Oh, it, it would be terrible. And I just uh, – it's it's pretty impressive that he, the junction between his thumb and his finger, got sliced open, and he still found a way to throw a football and win, and that, that's amazing to me. Now in the Super Bowl, the Eagles beat the Patriots, and uh, there's a couple moments here. Tom Brady dropped a wide open pass on a trick play. Uh, we learned some insight. Apparently, he was going to put on a glove, but he, um, the time was ticking down on the play clock, and he didn't want to put on the glove and, and run out of time and get a delayed game. He says that, although I would also wonder if maybe he didn't want to tip off the defense. Like, if I put on a glove, does it look weird? Like, is there, is he, so he was wide open. He dropped a wide open pass on the right sideline in that Super Bowl. If he puts on a glove, is he really wide open? Or does defense go, hey, why is Tom Brady wearing a glove? He never wears a glove. This must, something weird must be going on. Uh, and now it's ironic that in, Direct comparison to Tom Brady, Nick Foles also had a big thrown pass thrown to him in the Super Bowl. He caught his, a Philly special, for a touchdown. And uh, I don't know, man. You know, the, the Patriots were down the entire game. And the Patriots did get a shot. They were down five with two minutes and 21 seconds left. Patriots had the ball. And Tom Brady fumbled. Eagles got the ball. They won. Uh, and, you know, they did throw a Hail Mary, the Patriots did, but it was not enough. And uh, I really forgot how close this game was. Like, this was a great Super Bowl. Patriots, Eagles. I, even though my favorite player didn't win, I remember really enjoying that one because I was like, ah, oh. it was tense the whole way. And Nick Foles was such a cool story to come out of nowhere, win that Super Bowl. And I, uh, I really, really loved it. But Gronk talked about after the Super Bowl how you know he, he ended up eventually retiring for a year. And Gronk said, if you don't enjoy football, then football doesn't work for me. So like, look, it's too physical. It's too hard to not enjoy it. And I felt that way sometimes in my career where like it's – I pull out all-nighters. I dedicate you know, long 12-hour days and then I go to sleep and I do it all over again because the news has already moved on from what I said to a new thing. And it's easy to get worn down and you have to find joy. In all the little moments. Find joy. I like, this episode is, is one thing that I find joy, and I love doing these kind of um, different projects that are not my normal episodes, and it's kind of fun. And I like talking about uh, this kind of thing. It's, it, For example, this episode's not going to get a lot of – it gets a lot of listens on iTunes but because people, I think, just on iTunes, what's new? And they click on it and they listen. But on YouTube, like, nobody really watches these episodes, which is fine with me. Um Because I like making them. And this is the kind of thing that keeps me going, that keeps me uh, enjoying my career is is picking the weird, different stuff that I can do that makes me joy and feel joy. And um, I just really know that the last episode of The Man in the Arena, episode 10, the story of Brady going to Tampa, winning a Super Bowl there, there is going to be a lot of really interesting. Quotes there, And and I'm hoping there is because I would be so disappointed if it was very sugar-coated. And look, it's going to be fluffy. It's going to be framed to make Tom Brady the hero. It's going to be like all that stuff. But Tom Brady said based on the way things were going, he wasn't enjoying going to work as much. And he needed to make changes. That's foreshadowing. And he said he was feeling that way during the Eagles Super Bowl when he had another even Super Bowl victory in New England after that. So I know that he's already in this episode thinking about the things that led to him leaving New England and caused him to go to Tampa. So I'm very excited to hear about that stuff. I'm excited for the future. Guys, that's all I have. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, And I just want to say one more time, all the people that criticize Alex Guerrero, I think I was even one of them. I I would not be surprised if I was like, what is he doing, right? Um, You have to really respect someone who's willing to stand alone and do their own thing, especially if it works for them. Uh, you know, one of the things that I want to do in my life eventually is live in a van. And, uh, I know that's very different than most. Now I've got a good plan. uh, Internet's actually going to be faster. 5g is amazing. My internet on the road, uh, you know, in a big city with a 5g network is going to be faster than I have in this apartment. And I'm going to have less to worry about. Like for me, it's going to work. I'm excited about that. But I know a lot of people when I bring up, Hey, I want to live in a van. They're like, what are you thinking? Are you, are you like? Are you, like, deeply depressed? Are you, like, are you spiraling out of control? Like, what's that? Like, no, I actually think, if anything, I'm, I feel like I'm turning a corner to kind of a golden era in my life. Um, but I want to be more like Tom Brady in the same way that he's not afraid to be different. He was not afraid to do something outside the box that worked for him. Uh, and, and it's – the van is one example, but there's many ways in my life I've done stuff that I think a lot of people would find unconventional, but they work for me. My diet's another example. And, you know, um, to me, eating raw fruits and vegetables is really good. Eventually, the more you eat them, the more you like them, actually, the less you want sugar and McDonald's and stuff like that. But also the feeling of feeling good, like my body feeling good, not hurting, my throat not hurting, my tummy feeling good and and settled, uh, that's way better to me than the taste of a Big Mac from McDonald's, right? Something like that. So, um... I just, you know, Tom Brady has done some unconventional stuff in his career to extend it. He doesn't really weight lift anymore. He just like does stretching and pliability and lots of soft tissue massage, stuff like that. And (laughs) I think everyone should copy what he's done. I think everybody should look at Tom Brady's career, his body, what he's doing at this age and go, I got to stop drinking. I got to start doing, you know, I'm looking at Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Like at some point they're going to turn a corner and they're going to have to change the way – they take care of their bodies, and there's a reason why Tom Brady has outlasted all the guys, Philip Rivers, Big Ben, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, everybody from his era is gone. He's the only guy left, and uh, man, man, oh man, oh man, Tom Brady's still leading the NFL in passing right now as I speak. That's unbelievable, and uh, you ha- again, you have to respect someone who... He's not afraid to be different, especially if it works for them. And Tom Brady's definitely done that. And again, Alex Guerrero and the TB12 method got criticized a ton. They were right; they knew what was best for them, and they were right. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a great day. Ba-dum-bum, bam, we are done.